Hello, welcome to Chapter 3 po- Chapter Three Podcast, the show for readers of science fiction, fantasy, and romance. This is Season 3, Episode 16, and today we are continuing our Witcher read-along, discussing The Lady of the Lake by Andrzej Sapkowski. And uh, this is kind of the end. I mean, we do, we're doing the prequel-type thing in a couple months, but this is the end of the main narrative, so should be interesting but of course if you want to toss a coin to your podcasters you can join us on patreon or channel memberships for access to exclusive bonus content with each episode and this episode's exclusive bonus content is going to be discussing arthurian stories that have been retold over time which uh is appropriate for this installment so look forward to that um so lady of the lake i didn't like this book very much it was okay it's my least favorite it's definitely my least favorite also yeah it's um the meanderingness of it is it's a lot i also don't know that i love the ending but we can get there yeah let's let's open with the ending no we won't We'll, we'll save that but i just yeah i don't know this um it was an interesting one. Was I, um, I mean, I told you at the outset that by like by the end of the series, it's not about Geralt, it's about Siri and it's all over the place. So was I, did, was I um, selling it correctly? Yes. I don't <laughs> mind the part that it's about Siri, but this book in particular was pretty all over the place. And I don't, I don't know. It was a lot. <laughs> where to start with this also it I, it was very weird because it right it opens with this thing of lady Siri. of the lake <laughs> yeah like Siri, <laughs> literal lady of the lake is in an arthurian tale telling her story um which is interesting where are okay I thought I had my notes and now I'm realizing, no, these are not my notes. These are my notes from the last one. Did I accidentally delete my notes? Have your notes gone through a portal into a different reality, which would be very apropos. It it seems entirely possible that somehow (laughs) my notes have also disappeared, much like Siri. (laughs) See, you did it on purpose to be on theme. That's great. Maybe I can find them, but uh, yeah. I don't know what happened. Okay, well. It's all safely in your mind, Palace. Yeah, it's not, but I'll do my best. Did you read it, like, really early in the month? I read it a couple, like, I mean, not that early, but, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. I swear I took a ton of notes. Well, we'll see what I can remember. Um... I feel like... Well, it seems to me that the things that stick out in one's mind are things that people really, really love and really, really hate. So I think you have at least one of those two things. That is true. (laughs) I Um, mean, I don't... This is my least favorite, but I don't really, like, feel aggressively towards any part of it. It's more just, like, I feel like there's a lot of, um, like, structural issues with it is my main issue with it. Um, So, like, there isn't anything that I'm, like ah really gets my goat that he did blah you know like there's like bits that i'm like i don't especially love that or like but yeah there's nothing i feel all that strongly about so if there's stuff you feel strongly about yeah i mean i think i i felt like it was a letdown after kind of what we which i wasn't shocked because i had been told that that was the case by yours Um, truly (laughs) (laughs) tried to prep you as no one had prepped me yes um but it was definitely left and there was just a lot of really weird things and so many layers to the stories that felt unnecessary i found it annoying um like the whole thing of the women who uh, one of them like by the lake who have visions well so weirdly um it's not true for the whole of it this is where it's kind of like i feel like with a lot of things in his writing and in particular the last book it's like he's got too many plates and too many ideas and he's spinning and jumbling them all and it's like 
some of these are actually brilliant ideas, but you just, you need to like pick two. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he's kind of, um, attempted to introduce like, um, a device through which we can once more return to a kind of like short story bind up kind of structure via the people studying the life of Siri through the portraits of Siri and through dream sequences telling us the life of Siri. And like, if the entire book was like that, it would be a departure from the series. But if you committed to that as how we're doing the last book, then okay. But we, we just kind of sometimes do that, but then like not for the whole book. So it it mostly just feels jarring. Um, So I'm yeah, it's like, it's like a fine idea and, and even a quite clever idea, but then, then you needed to stick to that or like not do it at all. Yeah. Well, cause it was just, um, it was messy. It was like, okay, that would be fine if that was the whole framing device, but there's multiple framing devices. Yeah. It also and... seems like for, from the last wish through the lady of the lake, um, if like, <laughs> I've done this on my camera before where I, my finger slips and I don't realize that it's on the zoom out button. And all of a sudden it's just like zooming out, 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 out. And it's like, that's what he's been doing across this whole series. Like every book, the lens just gets zoomed out more and more and more and more until there's like so little connecting us to what were our characters and any kind of like a central driving plot line that we're going to be following. And it becomes all about the macro and almost no micro. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I think I found my notes in my deleted folder, so that's good news. Well done. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Except, it, I don't know if it'll show up on my computer or just here, so that's fine, I guess. Where did it go? Okay. Um, okay, we do have also, let me take a look at some comments, because we have a lot of comments on this, I feel like. Um, Jessica says her and Nora gave it three stars, didn't like it very much. Sergio says, this is why so many of my friends read the books, had to play the game because of the ending of the books. I want to talk about this when we get to the ending, because I was, I was venting to my husband about the ending and he was, he's played the games, uh, and read the books. And so he was telling me about the differences and I was like, I like that better. (laughs) Um, some people said... Jessica didn't like the Arthurian lore. Sergio says, I think going to Arthurian lore makes sense given how many other fairy tales were used in the beginning. I can I can see that. Matt says, I thought this one could have used another run through with the editor. Yeah. I don't necessarily mind the Arthurian lore being used, I guess, but it did feel jarring as a way of starting this book when that had never been. What well, we, the title of the book at least preps you for that a little bit. I I guess so. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, this is gonna be Arthurian. Here's your We're sign. Going Arthurian. Yeah. Well it's that's true. Um yeah, there's a lot of stuff about like Andrew Sapkowski is also just a big fan of um Arthurian lore. Well that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of stuff about sort of Siri is the beginning and end of things and like time is like a circle and things about, you know, worlds being like bubbles and like there's, I don't know, there's a lot. Yeah, of- this is the book that we do, Multiverses and King Arthur. And you're yeah. like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. That was not on my bingo card. Okay. Uh, Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I was least interested, I think, with um, the 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 ladies who have visions. I just did not particularly care. I mean, for one it. of them is Nimue, which is the actual lady of the lake. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that that was news. <laughs> no, that didn't. Like for whatever reason, that didn't click for me. I was like, "Why are we with these women?" That makes, I guess, more sense. I still thought it was not that interesting, but okay. Hmm. I mean, I think it makes well. In the the thing that makes it the most or makes it make the most sense is simply Andre Sapkowski liking Arthur stuff. But mm-hmm. it's not. While it is um, not a thing that you like necessarily expect. Um, it's not something that is out of place with what the story has been about and how the story has been um, con- like constructed and the, the themes that the, the series is interested in interrogating. Mm-hmm. Like Arthur is 
something that falls in line with the types of things that he wants to talk about. So again, it's not like a thing where you're like, well, at some point he's obviously going to tackle Arthur. That's definitely where this is going. Like, no, it does not feel like that. But when we start doing Arthur, you're like, yeah, that, that like belongs in this pile of things. Like, yeah. And it's not like it's even a big part of it, to be honest. We don't, you know, it's, it's, it seems like it's more using it as a way of saying that like all stories and mythology run into each other kind of well so, uh running into each other maybe but i feel like running into each other i don't know if this is how you meant it but that sounds more like a marvel kind of thing and i don't think that's what he means like a literal running into each no. other or like or once upon a time the tv show like not actually like it's crossover no. universe like it's no. more that like there is um a pattern and a shape to myth and to legend and yeah. the way that like the figures you've been reading about are like you're reading a story that's about them and they are going to become legends and so your expectation for what you're going to see in their actual lives um is based on a mythic expectation that is as unfair to like lay at their feet as it would be to some dude named arthur who ended up becoming the king arthur of myth like so yeah. yeah, well, and there's a lot of focus throughout the book, too, on, you know, the difference between what really happens, and this has been true throughout the series, of like, what really happens versus what gets told as a good story. And, you know, how, you know, throughout this, we're seeing, like, the difference between actual Siri and Geralt and Yen versus, like, who they are as the legends that they are becoming. And then, I mean, on top of that is the fact that the person that maybe history remembers as like Cirilla isn't actually Siri because like she right. was like, bye, I you take over from here, decoy. <laughs> yeah. Which was an interesting, uh interesting choice. Um yeah, I'm like, what else? Oh, I don't know. There were just there were a lot of things. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. The whole thing with uh Fringilla seducing Geralt into like and the, I don't know I was like okay jealous females <sighs> but it was like the whole point, but the whole point of it that was just to keep him from continuing on his journey as long as possible <sighs> I feel I mean I, it wasn't my favorite but it did feel in keeping with this kind of like um um oh what's her name oh my god What's her name? There's a there's a book. Cersei. Cersei. Okay. Yeah. Um, because like that's a thing in myth, you know, like the siren, like the 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 enchantress that entraps you in time from, and um, yeah. to keep you from your quest. Like mm-hmm. it yeah, not my favorite, but it like fits the same shape as like the rest of the myth making stories telling doing. True. It tracks. Um I don't and then I guess the other thing that to me was weird was the whole thing what so when Siri is kind of imprisoned in the tower and they're trying to breed her with this elf guy I don't know that whole thing was strange I don't know what well I mean this whole series has been people wanting Siri because Correct. of whatever it is that they think that she's gonna be either because there's been a myth or the or like a prophecy and they're like oh she's important for prophecy or, oh, she's important because she's the princess of Sintra and we want Sintra. Or, oh, she's the child of the elder blood and we literally want the elder blood. Mm-hmm. Or she's just some kid that is, like, supposed to be my personal destiny, i.e. Geralt. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody has a thing that they've attached to Siri that they want out of her. And here, yeah. like, we've gotten more politics and we've gotten more of, like, prophecy in previous books. But here we have, like, the, well, also, like, full-on literally blood literally the child of the elder blood we want your blood right but the guy that they want her to make a baby with is like oh i'm gonna like touch you and then leave with that i don't know that whole thing was straight i was like what is oh wait are you talking about the elves the elves oh i thought you were talking about when um what's his name Oh no! Like sorcerer no, is like strapping her to a chair, and oh, is like, "Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah." That 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 was like in line with other things in previous books. I'm talking about the elves. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like we've always heard about the like the line of Lara Doran and how she's like the the successor like to that lineage, and so like 
the breeding project of like we need this bloodline was stolen from the right like tree right. and we need to like bring it back in right but like the specific behavior of the elf that they keep sending her to to supposedly try to have a child was elitist i yeah i guess i mean like the vibe that i get from it is that like both of them have to do this thing that is really really demeaning to them one because like it's for his people and they want this and the other because she's like it's my only way out of here you won't let me go until i do this but like both of them are forcibly in this situation and yeah. so then the excuse me the way to like um retain some kind of dignity based on your self like view of yourself like siri is like fine take me whatever yeah. do it and he's like um no <laughs> ew <laughs> so like both of them have like i'm not like justifying yeah. the way he talks to her yeah but, like it makes sense that from his perspective like he's a prince of like his people and he's also being forced into this like breeding situation which is also extremely like demeaning especially because she's also like the tiniest fraction elf he's like you're not even our kind and yeah. i'm a freaking prince and i have to like bed this thing like ew that's i mean that's fair I guess just reading her it through sort of her experience with it, I was like, this is yeah. weird and creepy, but fair enough. Um, somebody, Sergio said, did anyone feel despite everyone's goals, it didn't really feel to resolve enough? That the book didn't actually like resolve the various things it had set up? I mean, I don't know. I... It felt, I didn't, I, I didn't find the ending to be very satisfying. I think. No. So like, I feel like, um, well, this time around, I, like, I obviously already knew. The first time around, I remember being like, all this talk of like the destiny, the destiny, the destiny, the fate. And then it's like, okay, there wasn't that much to that. Cool. So like this time I obviously knew to expect that. Um, and the thing about that is that on its, like, uh, as a concept, like, I vastly approve of that type of thing is that, like, you know, something that's meant to be something's destined turns out to be, like, not what you thought or turns right. out to, like, you made too much of it, the joke's on you or, like, mm -hmm. te to kind of te to teach you a lesson for having expected so much of prophecy, like, as a concept, I like that. But it doesn't totally feel like the book is, like, trying to make that point either. No. Because it does still make quite a big deal of Destiny, even up until the end, even though you're like, yeah, but like Destiny wasn't that much. And they're like, no, but Destiny is still important. And you're like, okay, so the point isn't the Destiny is not important. So what's the point? <laughs> I mean, with Siri, I guess the idea seems to be that her destiny is to continue on as a significant figure in other worlds, I guess. But then the the whole thing with Siri, or I mean, with uh, Geralt and Yennefer... I'm like, okay, are they, I can't, I'm not sure, did they die and they're going off together in the afterlife? Or well, are like, they just the literally thing Geralt, sailing off on a boat thing, and going to, like, live a life together? I don't know. The thing, well, this is why, again, like, Andres Sikowski is into King Arthur. And, like, that's also the Arthurian end, where King Arthur dies or possibly just goes away to come back again someday until, like, there's going to be a resurgence of Camelot. So, like, the end of the Arthur legend is exactly like this in terms of, like, is he dead or is he, like, lying in wait to return? I guess. I guess just because of, like, the whole focus on Geralt and Yen sort of, like, being happy together and stuff, I'm like, that's nice for them, I guess, but, like, it feels unsatisfying and kind of trite. Well, but it's also clearly saying that like it's or i shouldn't say it's clearly saying it's like it's very purposely unclearly saying is that actually happening or is that just like siri being like wouldn't it be nice to think yeah or did they die yeah so it's like intentionally ambiguous exactly in the same way that the arthur myth is an intentionally ambiguous ending i don't like it Okay, but it's like knowing that he's into okay. Arthur explains okay. the ending because <laughs> you're like, he's doing Arthur. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't. I guess I, I think part of the problem is that it doesn't, to me, it doesn't fit with the journey these characters have gone on. And like, well, to me, I'm like, 
if this actually was the Witcher series and this actually was about Geralt, okay, then having Geralt's ending be an Arthur ending where it's like, is he dead? Is he not? Is like, can a, can a legend ever be dead? But it's like, by this point, this is about Siri now. It's not yeah. even about Geralt. So yeah. it's like, okay, Geralt can't be the Arthur of your story. Siri is the Arthur of your story. So like, he can't, like, I get that you're doing Arthur with Geralt, but that would work better if you had made him the Arthur of this story and you did not. <laughs> so No, exactly. He's just, he's not the center of it anymore. And it, yeah, it felt lackluster to me. I was very under, I was very underwhelmed. Um, I don't know. I, it didn't, it didn't feel like it fits. I get that with what you're saying that for this book, he decided he wanted to do Arthur stuff, but I don't feel like he seeded that through the rest of the book to the point that it felt like it made sense for the story and and the characters. Well, yeah, and I would be curious to know, like, his process if he's a plotter or a pantser like how much did he have planned when he like began writing about Geralt right I feel like this probably wasn't planned it doesn't feel planned but some of it has to have been planned which is why I'm curious like how yeah. much and also it's very possible that he had a plan in mind and then changed the plan could be um yeah I'm like looking through what else there's not there's just a lot of weird stuff a lot of Siri going through all of these different worlds trying to find home which is like I guess kind of interesting oh and then we had these these uh these random chapters that I that were also not very interesting I guess I get what he was trying to do it was following like um the medical people looking after soldiers after battle and i guess the idea was to be like hey look at like how dumb it is that like we send people out to die and then we try to make them better <laughs> but they well this is like what dead. i was saying earlier i think you were looking for your notes about how the the series gets progressively more macro yeah and like it's about the big picture not about the individual characters mm -hmm. and that that meaning both like the geopolitical look at history look at war look at all that but also Geralt Siri and Yennefer it's a macro lens on them as well yeah. where it's like they are no longer characters we are following they are pieces of a myth they are pieces of a multi-universe they are pieces of lore they are pieces of on a board like everything becomes macro by the end yeah yeah. I just don't know that it makes for a very interesting reading experience. We have a Jessica Susnor thinks this book was tedious. I don't disagree. I think it depends on what you're reading it for. Because, like, the things that he's been good at always, he's still good at. So, yeah. like, when it comes to, like, conversations about, like, um, there, you know, there, there continue to be conversations about gray areas and morality and gray areas and, like, war and in politics and all of these kinds of things and people debating those issues and being placed in situations that demand impossible choices and like he's clearly interested in talking about that and using his stories to explore those questions yeah. um and then also obviously interrogating myth making so like if you're interested in like the project of just like engaging with those themes it's a decently rewarding read but if you're reading it as like a fantasy adventure then no and <laughs> I, I feel like i'm halfway in between but even being like semi-interested in the themes there are some chapters in here that i just i'm like i this i get what you're doing this is not interesting though it's boring so <laughs> yeah oh okay I guess the other thing that was creepy and i'm glad that they apparently have changed it in every other property is the the incest thing that her dad was like planning to marry her and not tell her that she was his daughter and then decides he can't actually do it but still like that that was his plan gross but i i don't really like i mean i don't have a problem with that being in the story because he's not exactly the hero of the story like it's not like that was Geralt doing that it was like a villainous character that you're meant to regard as villainous so i'm like Okay, he's being, that's peak villain behavior. I guess. I just think it's, like, particularly creepy. I do think it's interesting, though, that they didn't 
do the incest thing in the show or the video games. Well, the video games is a completely, like, alternate yeah. story. So, like, nothing is the same. <laughs> right. Yeah, somebody's saying... This is why I watched the cinematic for the video games. This that gives a better ending. Yeah, I was talking. So I was talking to my husband after I read this book because I was like, "This was terrible." <laughs> like he plays the video games, and also read the books. And he was so he was telling me about the ending of the video game, and I was like, "I like that a lot better. It's like it's a little more open ended, and it leaves more space for them to sort of go on and do." Uh, you know, other things. And I don't know. I was like, this feels like it fits the characters better than what he did. Incest, peak villainous behavior. Yes. <laughs> I guess true. I mean, like, yeah, the ending is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think the way that this book um, and the way these books were going, like, it, it certainly fits, like, the tone that he's been taking with it. Like, mm -hmm. by the time you to like the end of Lady of the Lake. It's not like, oh, this has been such a fun romp. And then all of a sudden it's a wackadoo ending. You know, it's like he's been quite ponderous and quite like meta with everything increasingly yeah. so. So like by the time you get to the ending in the book, like it's not like surprising that he's gone that way with it. <laughs> I guess. I guess I just didn't. I expected more from it. It just felt. It felt really underwhelming, and I was like, okay, this didn't, I don't know, I didn't feel much at the end. <laughs> like, yeah, I, thought, I think it's fair that it, to say that it's underwhelming, because again, I don't, well, this is, again, this is why with so many things about it, where I'm like, it's not actually the thing that you decided to do, it's like, the fact that you did so many things, and the fact that you were, like, undisciplined about it, and unclear about it. So again, the, like, the Nimue framing device great okay but then stick with it so you need to like actually stick with it no okay well then don't do it mm -hmm. and like the having the ending be so like a uh, destiny is more like an ephemeral thing it's not this like specific oh fantasy story here's the reveal of what the destiny meant bum, bum, bum. like if you're not going to do that which is like honestly i prefer not doing that yeah but then if you're not going to do that you do need to kind of like close the loop on what your thesis was instead yeah and he doesn't fully do that he kind of like like dances near doing that but mm -hmm. doesn't completely and again i also like when a book doesn't say here was my message like but still like even i so so like don't do that but even without coming out and saying here's my thesis you can still make like uh make it more clear like what you are getting at yeah because I don't think that this is that. And it's not that I necessarily needed it to be some grand moment about destiny. That's not necessarily. Honestly, that's not what I expected from it. But I expected something that I would have feelings about other than just kind of meh. You know what I mean? Like, I just was like, what is this ending? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think... What was the, I'm like looking through to see if there were like, oh, okay. One thing that I did like that I thought was like just a very sweet moment was Siri deciding to take Yen's last name and the fact that like this is how Siri then becomes a mother, which is what she'd been searching you for mean, all along. Yennefer becomes a or Yennefer becomes a, sorry, Yennefer well, becomes Even before mother. she takes her name, she's yeah. like throughout this book, she refers to Yennefer as mother. Yeah. And she like, she has that moment too where she's like crossing universes and she's like crazy how like in every land, and every language, mom, mama, like mm -hmm. sounds the same. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, there's a very like obvious evolutionary yeah. reason for that. <laughs> right, right. No, but I, that I liked. <laughs> I liked that as like a, like sort of tied Did you expect this book to tackle the origin of the bubonic plague? <laughs> no. <laughs> and we have an interlude where a cat is also like at the genesis point unwittingly and it's like these people are being mean to me i hope they die of what i'm dying from too and he's like and he would get his wish but he would not live to see it <laughs> it's like, oh my god like, what the hell oh my gosh yeah yep i don't know it's uh it's it's an interesting it's i mean i honestly bit. think it's just like scope creep because there's so many things he's interested in doing and that's great but, like, mm -hmm. then you either need to write an even longer series and mm -hmm. give 
space for each of these things or be like, you know, kill your darlings. Be like, I, I'm interested in all of these things, but they can't all fit right. in this. So I need to like choose the one that I am either most interested in or most fits the story that I'm telling and yeah. save, shelve the others for like a different story. Yeah. I feel like every other book we've read, I liked pretty well, even if it wasn't perfect. This is the first one where I was like, mm, it's okay. I'm not, but it was not. Yeah. So, which I guess is unfortunate for a series that, whatever, it, it is what it is. But I, it does feel a little bit unfortunate for a series, but I have mostly really enjoyed all of the books up until now. And then to have an ending that's kind of lackluster is a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it is my least favorite. Mm. So I do, I feel less negatively, but I, it is my least favorite, so... I also feel that it is kind of like a womp womp ending, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, but I guess he did what he wanted to do. Did you hear he's apparently working on a new Witcher book? Another one? Another one. Oh, yeah, it pays the bills. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had another series out, but I don't think that that did terribly well. I didn't hear great things about it. So I, I think that was historical fiction, not fantasy, but I'm not totally sure. That is possible. I'm not sure. And then the last book that we're doing in October is uh, like set early in the series, I think, right? I don't actually know when it, it's obviously, I think for certain it's not set after Lady of the Lake. But yeah. other than that, I don't actually know. I think it might be where. a prequel, but I'm not. But I don't know that it takes place even before Last Wish. I think it might take place after Last Wish. Okay. Should look this up. Somebody in the chat might know, but... I'm looking on Reddit. Season of Storms. I mean, it's number zero. Okay, zero. it placed between two stories that are in The Last Wish. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Because, like, he's already met Yennefer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that'll be fun. I don't know. It takes place between The Last Wish, which is the last story in The Last Wish, even though chronologically it's not the, like, because they're out of order in The Last yeah. Wish. Um, so it takes place in chronological time after The Last Wish takes place and before A Question of Price takes place. Okay. So right. that's why it's hard to say in, when you're talking about books where it goes because it doesn't because it doesn't really it doesn't come before the last wish but right. it doesn't come after the last no wish. somewhere in there <laughs> early yeah yeah um I don't know oh I guess there was this thing that I wrote down that kind of comes out at the end like in chapter eleven is the idea that destiny is hope. Like, that people make choices, but that, you know, that that the point of destiny is not so much, like, where you get to, but, like, hope for the future. Yeah. Which, cool. <laughs> Which, even then, like, it was given a sort of a grand moment. But even then, I was like, I don't know that this is Andrzej Sapkowski's thesis or this mm -hmm. character coping. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's un still unclear yeah I don't know um there was dandelion and that duchess he had to have an affair with That's, that was oh, they had to Jack, like Jack Sparrow rescue him from his from his execution <laughs> although he wasn't very concerned because she'd apparently tried to do this before as like a way of threatening him it felt very like something out of Pirates of the Caribbean when yeah. Geralt shows up with Siri and is like, oh, we're going to go see our friend. Oh my God, he's being executed. <laughs> like, have and a little like, adventure. It's fine. She was mad because I had an affair with someone else. Like, I feel like it's also like, before. it's the vibe of like Jack Sparrow getting slapped by everyone in Tortuga. Yeah. But we yeah. escalated it a little bit. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. And now he has to rewrite his 50 years of poetry because he left his manuscript behind. Darn it. Bummer. 
Yaskier is a much needed comic relief. Yeah. Absolutely. Um Yeah. I don't know that I have a whole lot else to say about this one. So before you, I mean, I had, had like tried to prep you and was like, well, it's going to be less and less about Geralt and blah, 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 blah. But so had you formed any expectations about where the series would go? Um, I, not specifically, I guess I expected something of a more, like a, like a more open ending but not the way he did it. More open in terms of like, I didn't expect Geralt and Yen to be together at the end, to be honest. I was like, really? That's Well, are they though? Well, true. But I didn't necessarily expect that. I didn't, I like, I kind of expected that they would sort of go their separate ways and go off on new adventures while series doing whatever series doing. Like I, I didn't, or that someone would die. Like I just, well, I, maybe they did. Did they? <laughs> Do we know? We don't know. Um, so you're saying it delivered on all of your expectations, even the ones that contradicted each other. That's a but neat not trick. In the way, I guess, I guess, but not in the way I expected. It just, it. Andre Sapkowski took a look at your diary and was like, yep, I can do that. <laughs> I can do them all. <laughs> in a different way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do think it's interesting how the, the whole prophecy thing about, how he would get Siri back only to lose her immediately did happen, but in kind of a different way, I guess. Uh, and this brought in, you know, this Siri as the Ouroboros, the beginning and end of things, but continuing to go on. The number of books that use the Ouroboros, I feel like it is the single most overused. I don't know that it's the single most overused. There's okay, a lot a, of things that are overused. It's very overused. And I feel like every book that I read, not every book, but like most of the books that I read it in, they they talk about it as if it's this like totally novel, arcane concept that nobody's used before. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the types of books I read, especially YA, like, mystery thriller like there's well there's, i feel like so much a lot you know, humanity is kind of like in in two mm -hmm. arguably three camps those being like things have an ending mm -hmm. things don't have an ending and they are cyclical forever or things have like a things never end but it's not a cycle yeah so like you know spiritual eternity and so since those are like the three and since just a straight ending like you know the atheist version mm -hmm. is not interesting for fantasy then you're gonna have either like eternity of the spiritual or you're gonna have ouroboros reincarnation the wheel like that's right. gonna be your thing yeah and since the former is like hard to divorce from judeo-christian like mm -hmm. archetypes then almost all of them go with the other instead and be like no it's a it's a cycle it's a wheel right. it's ouroboros it's yeah. that yeah but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's true. But I do think that the literal like symbol of Ouroboros is overused in sort well, of like modern it's so, like having a snake you. eating its own tail is just yeah. so like, I mean, I get it. Perfect. But also, <laughs> once I've read too many books with it, I, I get it. I'm like, okay, I, I, I see. Can we find a new symbol to use, author? In fairness, this is a slightly older series, so everyone else who you're reading, I shouldn't blame. They did it after things. him. Fair point. <laughs> I'm not going to blame Andre Sapkowski for it. He's he started the trend. Actually, no one was doing it until Andre nobody. Sapkowski. No one. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, it was just the first. Yep. <laughs> Confirmed. Yep. Mm. Um, I don't know. Anything else you wanted to talk about with this? I, I don't feel like I have a lot else to say. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of, like, interesting, like, themes and stuff in it. But, like, we've kind of, like, covered the, the broad strokes of the types of things he's interested in talking about. Yeah. 
So what would you, if someone was considering picking up this series, Mm -hmm. what would you say to them? (sighs) I mean, I think if you, if you enjoy the characters, I think that can carry you through a lot of the series. Like if you enjoy reading about Geralt and Yennefer and Ciri and um, the gang, like I, I think that that will carry you through a lot of these books. But I do think you have to have some patience for politics and philosophizing <laughs> and sort of random asides. It's interesting that you would phrase it that way instead of just saying you should have an interest in politics and philosophizing and that if that's what you're interested in, then these books will be great for you instead of like, oh, you're going to have to put up with that if you well, maybe no, I mean, I think that, yeah, of course, if you, <laughs> well, of course if you, well, no, because honestly, I think a lot of people pick these up and love the characters and are not really, like, I've heard people talk about them that way, where they, they're like, I really am not that interested in the political side of it, but I'm reading it for the characters and that's bringing me through. And I do think that it, it can. Um, obviously, if you like the politics and philosophizing stuff, even better you're going to probably enjoy them a lot more. But I I do think that there's, you know, for, for the most part, like I, I, I do think that even if that's not your thing, as long as you like the way he does these characters, you could still enjoy it. Well, Lady of the Lake is extremely not character driven. So. True. This, this one is not great. <laughs> I think that the other books. <laughs> but I don't know how you like, get through everything else and not read this just to see how he ends it. Yeah, no, I mean, you're pretty committed at that point. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't sell this as a character-driven series. I wouldn't say character-driven readers. Here's your new favorite. Not necessarily, but I do think that even though he's not trying to write a character-driven story, I think that his character people just think that Geralt is super cool it's because they've played the video games and then he describes him doing pirouettes and saying sarcastic things and people are like hell yeah and he's fucking everybody yeah I want to be Geralt I mean that's probably part of it but honestly I really love all of the other characters I like Dandelion I love Yen I I love Ciri like I really like the main characters um even though maybe that's not what he's most interested in writing that's what kept me interested in the series a lot of it you know so, yeah. Geralt has a lot of wish fulfillment, though. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I like Yennefer. I think she's great. Apparently, like, that is controversial, but I don't care. I think she's... I, I, I don't like her in Lady of the Lake a lot of the time. She's quite catty in Lady of the Lake. Like, the way she talks to Triss at the end is like, come on. Cool it. <laughs> Well, she's been through a lot. It's all right. But it's very, like, women fighting women, yeah. you know, like, over a man. I mean, yeah. It's better know. when Yennefer's with Siri. That's <laughs> true. I mean, Yennefer literally says, he's mine. It's like... Well, that was the ending that he gave them, so, you know. They can be together. We don't need her screaming at Triss. Don't you even think about him because he's mine. Like, yeah, oh. no, you're right. I thought that that whole thing was absurd. Well, and then there's the whole thing of like she talking to Geralt after the whole thing with Frangilla had happened that she doesn't know about. And she's like, like, were you with anybody else while we were apart? And he's like, no. And she doesn't believe him. And he's like, I only ever thought of you. And then she believes that. Well, because he was answering emotionally and not physically. Not physically. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, but overall, but you know what I we really did like hear, what we stopped hearing about is Lilac and Gooseberries. True, that's why this is the best book in the series. <laughs> it's okay. It's because you get the purple cover for the lilacs. Okay, but it didn't used to be purple. This is this is a new I phenomenon. Know. I I know. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, Maybe I they designed know. it because they thought you know what we're really missing in the Lady of the Lake lilacs. Let's give it a purple cover. Lilacs aren't that color. They're purpley. I mean, they are, but I wouldn't call this shade a lilac shade of purple. No. It's like 
lilacs at night. No. <laughs> it's just purple. It's like Barney. I like it. I like, but I like purple, so it's fine. I think it's a cool cover. <laughs> Tower of Swallows is a way better cover. <sighs> I think all of them have good, pretty good covers for this the hardcovers. Yeah, well, I mean, like as purple covers go, mm-hmm. it's a pretty good one. <laughs> but it's definitely my least favorite cover in the whole. It's my least favorite book and my least favorite cover. So well done. It's my least favorite book. I do like the cover though. I think it's kind of cool. I like this take on Siri actually too. It just does. I mean, it's like a cool like character design, but mm-hmm. that doesn't look like Siri to me. Siri is such a like a passionate and warm and alive person. And this person on the cover is just like so too cool to have an emotion. Like that's not Siri. Siri is like exploding with emotion constantly. I guess. I guess I feel like she's got more of this in this book, though. Like this to me looks like Siri who's been through some stuff. Nah. But no. I mean, it certainly looks like a person who's been through some this looks like Elizabeth Salander from uh the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> oh, fair enough. All right. Well, Lady of the Lake, everybody. <laughs> the lackluster ending to the series. We did it. We did it. We'll be back, though, for some prequel stuff in October. Some Witcher shenanigans. Yes. I don't know what we're doing in September. We'll figure it out. Um, I will let you know in the next romance episode what we're doing in September. <laughs> So we're going to move into On My Radar, where we'll share recent and upcoming book releases that we're excited about. First, if you enjoy the podcast, we do appreciate if you take a moment to rate and review us so we can reach more listeners or leave comments down below if you're able to. And if you're interested in getting exclusive bonus content with every episode, consider supporting us on Patreon or channel memberships. Huge thanks to all of our supporting patrons, including our World Expander patron, Stephanie. Thank you. You make what we do possible. And again, this week's bonus content is going to be discussing Arthurian's stories and retellings so that should be fun Leanna I don't know if you have anything okay cool that's fine I don't even have that many I don't feel like there's a lot of books coming out right now August is kind of a slower month for publishing but I have a few um Holly Horror by Michelle Habes Corpora I enjoyed it's a YA horror novel that's it's like drawing on this like old children's tale or, or folk tale, the, the or tale song that's like, um, you know, the one it's like, play, play, playmate, come out and play with me, climb up my apple tree. You don't know, you don't know. No? Okay. You look this up. It's okay. Climb anyway. up my apple tree? Yeah. No, sir. No <laughs> climbing of my apple tree will be occurring. <laughs> okay. Look it up. It's a children's song. I grew up hearing it. Anyway. <laughs> No, but what it does is it's a horror novel that sort of like draws on elements from this song. Um, But there's like a haunted house and, you know, like is some of the horror is actual horror and some of it's just personal trauma. But I I enjoyed it. It was a good, it was a good book. I am personally traumatized by that (laughs) rhyme. So it's all horror I needed. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, that's really funny. Okay. Never heard of it either. Y'all, okay, it's... Bethany, you're just making stuff up. I am not making it up. Okay, hold on. Say, okay, say, 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 oh, playmate, yeah. I think it's based, like, somebody said Holly Hobby, though, was the original thing it was based on. So I don't know... Oh, that's interesting. Okay, this makes actually more sense now that I'm looking at this. So I guess there was a Holly Hobby doll. Um, Already even creepier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a creepy doll. There's like a in in the book. So it it like it's drawing on that. That's interesting though, because I grew up with the song. It's like it's it's like based on um. So I don't know if like the Holly Hobby 
doll was connected to this like children's rhyme now i'm gonna have to look this up because i'm curious she was a fictional character created in the 1960s uh but the song is like say say oh playmate um i don't yeah i don't know now so there's like a whole thing about like the history of this old song this is so interesting that nobody knows it so the lyrics have been around since like the early 1900s um it's like come out and play with me climb up my apple tree slide down my climb, I don't know, something rain barrel, slide down my cellar door and we'll be jolly friends forevermore and like bringing out dolls to play. I don't know. Anyway, it's like a whole thing. So I grew up hearing it. It's interesting that like people haven't heard of it. Anyway, the point is it's a good YA horror novel that I enjoyed. Um, and if you don't know the song, you don't have to to read it, but it's, it's interesting. Uh, Thornhedge by T. Kingfisher is a novella that is kind of a reimagining of Sleeping Beauty, but subverting, subverting it in an interesting way with um, kind of this idea that uh, not all curses are meant to be broken, which is interesting. And then uh, The Water Outlaws by S.L. Huang is just coming out, which is um, based on a classic kung fu novel like chinese kung fu story but it's centering female characters so it's kind of interesting if you're into that with like more action-packed stuff and war and rebels and yeah i liked it it was good and then lastly night of the living queers 13 tales of terror and delight just came out if you like a short story anthology this is 13 queer YA authors of color writing horror star stories that are all taking place on Halloween night. And they're all very different, but I liked them. So there's a few books if you're looking for some. There weren't a lot coming out this month, so. But uh, there's a few. And uh, yeah, next episode of the podcast, I'll be back September 12th with Izzy and guests to discuss Cruel Seduction by Katie Robert. So this is going to be, I guess, finishing up our Dark Olympus series read-along, and then we'll move on to some other things. And so uh, stay tuned for what me and Leanna will be doing in September or something in late September. Again, this has been Chapter 3 Podcast. We're your hosts, Bethany and Leanna. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Chapter 3 Podcast, and you can find us on our individual YouTube channels. Join us September 12th for the next episode, and this episode's bonus content will be available to patrons and channel members in the next few days. Thanks for listening.